Welcome to episode six of the Lose It podcast. This podcast is tailor-made for those of you that have weight to lose, those of you that are losing weight now, and those of you that are bathing in the success of your weight loss results. Everything you need to know about losing weight all in one weekly podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Nick Jopo. And five years ago, I lost 110 pounds and I've kept it off after a lifetime of gaining and losing weight. The way that I did that was by addressing my relationship with food and by evolving my diet over time. Today, we're going to talk about the evolution of diet and how you can build a diet for you that will be sustainable over your entire lifetime versus a crash diet that will just help you hit your weight loss goals. The hard part is not losing weight. It's building the habits and the relationship with food that will help you to maintain your weight loss over the course of your entire lifetime. So that's what we're talking about today. Let's get it started. Growing up for me, I never ate any nourishing foods. We never really had any nourishing foods in the household. The majority of what I ate as a kid was fast food or food from restaurants or buffets or food that was microwaved or some home-cooked meals as well, but nothing that was very nourishing, lots of lasagnas and breads and things of that nature. A lot of dessert, a lot of really uh, high-carb, starchy sorts of foods that make you feel a little bit tired. But I never ate any fruits or vegetables or healthy meats or healthy fats one time ever my entire life. And when I went to college, I had such an unhealthy relationship with food paired with unlimited access to food in the form of the college cafeteria as an 18-year-old. And this was the start of my journey of rapidly gaining and losing weight for four or five years, 50 plus pounds every year, because I would just eat a bunch of bullshit food in really high quantity, things like pizzas and chicken strips and french fries and ranch dressing and milkshakes and ice cream and cakes every single day seven days a week for the entire school year and then i would get to summer and i would go on these crash diets of just eating chicken and broccoli every day for three months and i would gain and lose 50 pounds gain and lose 50 pounds every year from 18 to 23 and in doing so i really screwed up my body and I really screwed up my relationship with food because I was always all or nothing at all times. There was never a day in that five-year span where I just ate the right amount of food. I always ate way too much every day or way too little every day. So my body never experienced this middle ground, this homeostasis, this maintenance state, the way that your body is supposed to feel over the course of your lifetime. My body never had until I started really intentionally addressing my issues with food as a 24-year-old. So this was a year after I graduated from college. And at this point, I had eaten out fast food every single day for an entire year after college as a 24-year-old and never cooked anything one time. Still never ate any fruits or vegetables or healthy meats or healthy fats or any of those sorts of things. And I decided that I was going to lose weight or I was going to die trying. And that's what I told everyone. I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to die trying. So I set a goal to lose 75 pounds in six months. And I did that by 
just cutting my calories drastically. I, I basically starved myself. And I was eating about 1,700 or 1,800 calories a day as a 274-pound person that was walking and doing obsessive cardio for hours, seven days a week. So very drastically under-eating. But I got really fast results, and I did end up losing about 75 pounds in the first six months of this. So at this point, I'm still 24 years old. This was five years ago, 2019. I lost all this weight, lost all this weight, lost all this weight. And as soon as I hit my weight loss goal, I just started gaining weight back because I was so excited about my achievement. And the foods that I, that I were eating during this time weren't really nourishing for me. They were just lower quality, or pardon me, they were just lower quantity foods that were still kind of bullshit. So I would go out to Jimmy John's. This was the lunch that I ate every day when I lost 75 pounds in six months, I would go to Jimmy John's and get the turkey slim, I think it's called, the turkey slim. It's just bread with turkey, and I would put mayonnaise on it and then eat a bag of thinny chips, and they're like the low-calorie, maybe fat-free chips or whatever. And that was like a 500-calorie meal of just bread, mayonnaise, deli meat, and chips. And that's a pretty bad meal for you. You're eating a bunch of bullshit foods with lots of preservatives, but it's low-calorie. And there's really very minimally protein in that meal, very minimal protein in that meal as well. But it, the, that way of thinking, that way of how can I just cut back my calories and still kind of like what I'm eating enough to be able to do it for the course of six months or longer, that mentality got me to my weight loss goal at the time, which was to lose 75 pounds in six months and to be under 200 pounds for the first time in years. And that's what I did to get me to, uh, to my results. Once I got there... I was so excited that I just started eating whatever the fuck I wanted. And in the course of a month, maybe I'd gained 10 to 15 pounds back. And I realized that I really needed to address my issues with food and exercise. But specifically, food was the thing that had always held me back that I never had any real knowledge of or any real plan to have a healthy relationship with over the course of my life. I had a, uh, I had a dream of what it would be like, but I had no plan. So I started coming up with a plan, and my plan was to practice intermittent fasting. And what I did was I just ate lunch and dinner. And I talked about this a little bit in episode five, the last podcast about intermittent fasting and, and binge eating and emotional eating. But what I did was I just started eating lunch and dinner. And my mindset behind this was if I just cut out one meal, if I cut out breakfast, and I'm going to eat less calories throughout the day naturally because I'm only eating two meals instead of three. And this worked for the first couple months. And I got back down to my weight loss, uh, you know, my the 75 pounds that I had lost a couple months prior. I got back down to where I was and I was feeling good again, feeling like I looked good in the mirror again, still really addicted to the number on the scale. And when you get under 200 for the first time in a long time, it feels really fucking good. So I was back to living in that like, hell yeah. I'm a sub 200 pound guy once again. Here we go. The two meals a day became one meal a day. And I got hyper-focused on intermittent fasting. And I wanted to see how far I could push it. So I started just eating dinner every day. And in just eating dinner every day, I realized that it's basically impossible to eat one meal that's going to fuel you for the entire day and have it be healthy food. The way to... So what I started doing was 
trying to get 2,000 to 2,500 calories a day in one meal. And the only way to do it was by eating a bunch of fried foods or pizzas or ice creams or things that are bad for you, but they're calorically dense. And at this time in my life, I was really only focused on my calories. So that worked for me for a while. Um, but over time, I was so nutritionally depleted. I was getting so little of the vitamins and the minerals and the nutrients and the protein that my body really needed uh, that even though I was getting enough calories, I felt like I was starving myself. And it led to me eating these massive four and 5,000 calorie meals. And I developed a, a real binge eating disorder. And that took me three or four months to work through. And the way that I worked through it, again, I, I detailed this a lot more in the last podcast. So if you're interested in hearing more about binge eating or emotional eating, I would, I would check out episode five. But the way that I conquered binge eating and emotional eating was by just forcing myself to eat breakfast and lunch, regardless of how I felt. So even if I ate a big dinner and I woke up the next day and wasn't hungry, I would eat something, even if it was really small, for breakfast the next day. And the same thing for lunch the day after that. And that's how I broke this cycle of weeks and months of this crazy binge eating uh, episode that I was in that lasted way longer than it should have. So once I beat that, I realized that I still don't have a sustainable way to keep weight off. Now, at this point, I'm a year to a year and a half into my weight loss journey, and I'm starting to lose some weight again. I'm, I'm running a lot of miles, and I'm really over-exercising. So I'm eating quite a, quite a few calories, maybe 2,700 to 3,000 calories a day, and I'm maintaining weight for the most part. I realize that the way that I can keep weight off and have more regularity in my day-to-day -day in terms of not overeating and then undereating, but just eating about the right amount seven days a week. The way that I could do that is by just figuring out how many calories I need per day and then figuring out how much protein I need to eat per day and just making sure that I'm pretty close to both of those things. If I'm a little over, that's fine. If I'm a little under, that, that's fine. And I was just making estimations. I wasn't counting every calorie of every meal that I ever ate, but I started to gain an understanding of what does 700 calories look like on a plate? And what does 50 grams of protein look like on a plate? And over the course of meals and days and weeks and months you can of practicing that, you can really start estimating with, with pretty extreme accuracy how many calories and how much protein you're eating in any given meal or, or any given day or week. So I got really good at that. But I was still eating foods that were total bullshit. I would eat a bag of Skittles and chase it down with a chocolate protein powder drink, chocolate protein drink or protein shake. And in terms of your macros, in terms of your calories and your protein, a bag of Skittles is like 200 calories and a protein shake is like 150. And you're getting about 30 grams of protein in that meal because of the protein shake. So in my head, I thought, okay, I'm getting 350 calories for about 25 or 30 grams of protein. That's pretty good. So those are the sorts of things that I ate for the next one and a half or, or two years. I would just kind of eat whatever as long as it mostly fit the calories that I needed and mostly fit the protein that I needed. And in doing that, I continued to lose weight very slowly over time. Maybe over the next two years, I lost another 10 to 15 pounds or so because I was eating the right amount of food and I was getting the right amount of protein so my body didn't feel like I was nutritionally dying. It felt like I 
was getting enough that I needed to fuel recovery from my workouts or whatever I was doing throughout the day. So, so I went from eating total bullshit food in really high quantities when I was in college to graduating and eating really, really low calorie, basically starving myself and feeling like total shit, but hitting my weight loss goal to binge eating because I tried to intermittently fast every day and that didn't work for me to recovering from binge eating by making myself eat breakfast and lunch and focusing only on calories and protein. And this is the part that works for a lot of people. When you just get to the point where you're only counting calories and protein and that's about it. And that's what we see all over Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and Facebook and everywhere online. It's people making things like homemade Oreo McFlurries with protein powder in them or whatever, high protein pizza, high protein chili cheese fries. That sort of stuff works for people in losing weight and in keeping weight off. But I can tell you from my own personal experience and from the experience of everyone that I know that eats that way, that they just don't feel very good in their bodies. Even though they're maintaining their weight, they might look good. They might be building muscle mass or carrying the same muscle mass or walking around like there's nothing wrong. But in their bodies, those people tend to have some pretty serious discomforts. They tend to be pretty tired. They tend to be pretty low energy and not sleeping well and their stomach might hurt. They might have indigestion or constipation or other stomach issues. And something that no one ever talks about online that is so relevant to keeping weight off for the rest of your life is we're not losing weight just to lose weight. We want to lose weight to feel good and to look good. We want to look good and feel good. Those are the only reasons. And we want to live longer feeling good for the people around us so we can be a great person and accomplish all the things that we want and not develop any diseases that are going to kill us earlier than they should. These people don't feel good. I, most of them don't feel good. Most of these influencers that you see online that are eating these high-protein Oreo McFlurries every day or high-protein pizzas every day, they just don't feel good. And it's important to distinguish the difference between low-calorie, high-protein, and what is actually healthy. And by what is actually healthy, I mean, what are you actually putting into your body that is making you feel good? The problem with dieting is we're so focused, and I was so focused on, what do I need to cut out? Maybe I need to cut out french fries and I'll feel better. Maybe I need to cut out alcohol and I'll feel better. And I made a mental switch about three years and three to four years into my journey where I started thinking it's more about what I'm putting into my body, what I'm eating, than what I'm not putting into my body and not eating. So instead of focusing so much on what I wasn't doing, I started just focusing more on what I actually was doing. So instead of saying, I'm going to stop eating French fries, I rephrased that in my head to, I'm going to start eating more fruit. Instead of saying, I'm going to stop eating cheeseburgers, I started saying, I'm going to start eating more healthy fats and meats. And that transition from am I getting the right calories and protein to am I eating foods that are actually healthy for me changed my life forever. And even though I was eating the same amount of calories about in that transition, I continued to lose weight at a rate that, that was a lot faster than I had in, in the couple years previous. And over the course of a year, I lost another 10 to 15 pounds or so and, and 
to get me down to the weight where I'm at right now for a total loss of about 110 to 115 pounds. And I realized that when you focus more on foods that are actually healthy for you, when you go on what I'm calling the common sense diet, eat less candy, eat more fruit, eat less cheeseburgers, eat more healthy fats, eat more real protein from actual animals and less protein from protein powder and whatever other bullshit that's made in a lab. When you make that transition to what is actually healthy, your body feels a lot better and you have a lot more energy and you actually have a lot more food to eat because all of these whole foods like fruits, vegetables, meats, and healthy fats and dairy or whatever that means for you, whatever that looks like for you, all of these whole foods have a lot more volume. They're less calories for more volume. So for me to get enough calories throughout the day when I'm not eating bullshit like pizza, candy, and high-protein Oreo McFlurries or high-protein whatever other bullshit recipes that are made of a bunch of fake shit with preservatives, when I made that transition, I started feeling better. I started sleeping better. I had more energy. I had a much higher sex drive. Everything in my life, I had more focus. Everything in my life completely changed. And, and that's where the disconnect really is in looking good and feeling good. The way to keep weight off forever is to find a meal plan that works for you. And the meal plan that works for you might not be the meal plan that works for someone else. The meal plan that works for me is to focus on the food that makes me feel good. If that's something that you want to try for yourself, and I've talked about this a couple of different times, if that's something that you want to try for yourself, here's how you can identify what foods actually make your body feel good. For me, the foods that make me feel good are meats, specifically red meat, steaks, and ground beef. Lots of fruit, apples, dates, blueberries, raspberries, and pineapple are the five fruits that I eat the most of and lots of dairy products. So real butter, all organic grass-fed meat and butter, um, ghee, tallow, no oils. Those are the things that make me feel the best because there's, there's less toxins in those foods and there's less preservatives put into those foods. Those are the most natural foods that we could eat. So that's what I try to focus on, and that's 90% of my diet. I don't eat bread. I don't drink a lot of alcohol. Sometimes I eat bread, not very often, but it's, that's what my diet looks like now. And I'm excited about how that's going to continue to evolve. If you want to start evolving your diet with wherever you're at right now, I strongly recommend focusing on what foods actually make you feel good. And the way to do that is to just make a log on your phone or write it down on a piece of paper or just video yourself of every time that you eat something. Talk about how the food made you feel after you eat it. Did the food make you feel good or did it make you feel shitty when you ate it? Did it make you feel good and did it make you feel shitty an hour after you ate it? And then wake up the next morning and when you wake up and stand up and get out of bed, talk about how your body feels. Does your stomach hurt? Does your head hurt? Do you have energy? Do you not have energy? And just play around with that over time until you start eating more of the foods that make you feel good. And it's probably going to be foods that are pretty similar to how I eat now. That seems to be the new meta of how things are moving is towards more animal products and more fruits. But whatever works for you works for you. This is just what works for me. If there's anything that you can take away from this story, it's that once you find the way to evolve from low calorie to just focusing on macros, mostly calories and protein, to that third step of 
focusing on foods that are actually healthy and using common sense to not eat foods that are bullshit, even though they might fit your macros. It's called if it fits your macros, I-I-F-Y-M is, is what people call that diet. Once you take that next step, it'll be a lot easier for you to sustain your diet over the course of your life. And it doesn't make sense to just jump straight into the perfect diet if you don't have any experience with dieting or if you don't have a healthy relationship with food. Because if you do, it's not going to be sustainable. You're going to end up quitting the same way that I did for five consecutive summers in college when I gained and lost weight every year. So make small and baby steps. In my experience, small steps and deliberate steps and intentional steps about changes over time, every week, every month, every six months or every year, when you look back in three to five years, you'll have an entirely new diet and an entirely new relationship with food. You're not going to recognize yourself. The people around you aren't going to recognize you. Your skin is going to look better. Your hair is going to look better. You're going to feel more confident and just look like a, the way that humans are supposed to look from eating real foods, not just from hitting the right calories and the right protein. If you resonate with this message, I strongly recommend starting to document what you're reading, and how it makes you feel. If you made it to the end of the episode, I greatly appreciate your support, and I'll see you next week.